We're back with another episode of Home Field Tailgate. We have a couple a uh, couple games to review for week two and a full slate of new games going into week three. We're excited you're here and listening with us. If you're on the YouTube, we're excited you're here too. But without further ado, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, Will, how's life? How's everything? How's morale? Uh, busy week. Uh, we were all obviously in Oxford for a wedding, which was fun. Um, but yeah, just working away. Yep. Um, tonight's episode is sponsored by the Ole Miss Young Alumni Association. If you'd like, you can sponsor a Grove trash can. They are $30. You get this cool sleeve of, of styrofoam cups as well as a sticker. Sticker and cups have this logo on them. That's pretty cool. Yep, $30. That's it. Money goes towards scholarships. Alumni Association does scholarships for, you know, people that need them that are smart um, or just poor and need money. So sponsor a trash can this year. Get some cool cups and stickers. Love it. That's awesome. Mm. I would love to have a trash can sponsored by me. That sounds pretty cool. I can send you the link. Send it to me. I want some cups, too. That'd be pretty awesome. The cups are awesome. I'll go grab them. Go for it. Mm, we're just going to sit in silence while we go well, and get Max, the cups. Max says he loves my mustache. I didn't know I had a mustache. I don't really think I do. These are also the good styrofoam cups. Like, wash this and reuse it. Oh, awesome. They're pretty deep. What does the deep. back say? Well, that's the front. Yeah, mm. that. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> okay, classy Saturday official. Oh, trash yeah, yeah. Trashy Fridays, classy Saturdays official trash can Friday sponsor. Love it. That's sick. Mm. Well, awesome. We'll kind of um, kind of break into the show here. We'll start with um, Addison and I. Will still doesn't know how to use the fancy gambling app. We're going to teach him how to use it this weekend. Um, but what were your best and worst bets of the year of the week? Well, a little bit of a bounce back from the week before for both of us. Yep. We had uh, a little bit more successful weeks. I was seven and five, but I had um, two big bets hit. Obviously, um, which, so those would have to be Ole Miss uh, yep. minus seven and a half. As soon as the was confirmed, Pratt was out. I hit it, and it was a little bit of a stressful hit. The best bet proved to be Kansas. Um, they dominated for most of that game. The score yep. made it look closer than it was. Kansas ended up being my best bet of the week. Obviously, my worst bet was going to be my lock of the week, which was for uh, Southern Miss. I thought they had a good spot against Florida State. Florida State, um, it doesn't look like they're going to show mercy this year, and I'm going to ride them for the rest of the season. Until they the loss. It's I'm probably a good thing I didn't bet because I was looking back at my picks last week, and they were pretty bad. My lock was AM over Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had Southern Miss covering Florida State's line. I had Bama over Texas. Not a good week. I did get the uh, state. I was the one person to uh, pick Arizona to cover. So that is my best bet. Yeah, I, I, we were wrong on state. Mm-hmm. We're disappointed. They're they very... got a good start. They're off to a good start and then slowed down. Um, not great. They're not very good. Um, I also took AM. That was brutal. 
just one unit, not a big deal, but I felt really good about that one. The one that I loved, I believe this was my lock of the week too, is Notre Dame versus North Carolina State at right minus right. seven. That was a 45-25 ending score. That went really well. I finished six and two this week, uh, way better than one and seven last week. So we're feeling good. We're going to ride this wave. NFL, I did very well on. I got a little greedy and put a, a lot of money on the New York Jets to cover plus two and a half because I figured, you know, it's a big day, a lot of history on 9-11. I'm like, they're going to win. They're going to do it. They're going to do it for America. And then Ann Rogers went down, ended up covering. So we're good. But yeah, it was a good week. Yeah, my teasers did my teasers uh, did hit for the most part. I was three or four on teasers. Texas Tech plus 12, Liberty minus two and a half and one. My loss was Ole Miss minus two, Bama minus one. Uh, and then State minus two and a half, Ole Miss minus one, State minus four and a half, Ole Miss minus one and a half. So, hey, you, I did you said last week, you know, week one was an anomaly. We're going to get back in the lab. We're going to get better and we're going to prove it. And we did that this week. Actually, I think my lock of the week was FAU minus three and a half, which lost. it was now that I remember that. Yeah, I actually did have. Yeah, they. Um, that shocked me. I, I really was surprised by that. But awesome. As a whole, you know, we're talking about college football landscape. We're only two weeks in, but the SEC has not been what they have been in the last, you know, what, since 2000. And I think that out of the six games, hold on, I wrote this down. I have a stat. Out of the nine games the SEC has played versus power five opponents, they're three and six. And of those six losses, all of them come by 10 or more points, which is just absolutely insane to me. And like, why do you all think that is the SEC struggling so much this year? Is it the portal? Is it the less continuity? Addison, I, go for it. I think it's transfer portal, and I think it's made the game better. Um, I, I really attribute it uh, pretty much for the most part to the portal because you see players, Georgia, Alabama, you know, Ohio State, those schools, you know, that have been, you know, dominated recently for the most part, have won national championships. Um, you've started to see Michigan do better. Now, all those schools still have top-tier talent, first level, but they're gonna they're lacking a little bit of depth because the guys that would normally sit behind for a year or two, yep. they're not getting playing time, they're going somewhere else. So the talents spread out a little bit more. But you've seen, you know, Texas this week, they've recruited well for a long time. Still, they've always signed four and five stars, but they weren't um they weren't developing that talent and they were soft at the line of scrimmage. And I think a lot of that had to do with uh, seven on seven taking over in, in Texas. Um, that talent wasn't as good. And, and those players were maybe in ranked tally, but, you know, they weren't, they were coming in and they were getting beat at the line of scrimmage against these games. Yep. You've seen since Sark's taken over at Texas, their line of scrimmage has gotten much better. Yep. They're building from the inside out, which is how you build a successful program. And Texas wasn't like that now. So I, I think Texas is going to be good. Now, Sark's first year struggled doing that. Last year was better. And this year they look really good at the point of attack. So that's something else. And then you, you throw I, I, in I think, IL. So, you know, like, okay, I'm trying to word this. I think there's more parity with an IL along with the transfer portal at this point now. And where players would usually just go to the SEC and you have so much depth. Now with the transfer portal and NIL, you can go anywhere or you can go somewhere, get paid. And then if you want to go to a major team, 
or a major program, you can get paid and go again somewhere else, you know? Yeah, I don't think it's as much NIL, in my opinion, because those top schools have the most money and they yeah. can still get the best players. That's fair. But you see people, but they're smaller programs. I'm going to use SMU as an example. They have it set up. Every player gets, uh, I believe it's $25,000 on their roster. You know, that's, I, a, that's I, a wealthy school in a, in a, I guess, are they going back to the, are they in the Big 12 again? They're going are to they the going ACC to the next year. Oh, ACC next year. Yeah. But, um, They've been in a smaller conference, and but they can still afford stuff. So that's helped them in the portal and whatnot as well. So I mean, it's it's some it's nil a little bit, but I I think, for my opinion, it's more of the portal. Yeah, in terms of like as a whole, it's not, but like nil has allowed schools to like target certain kids. Like you can like Missouri, for example, can put in a lot more money on a five-star and get him than they could have before NIL. So, like, it just depends on how schools have, like, what where they're allocating their money. Obviously, A&M can go out there and buy all these five-stars, but Missouri, uh, Kentucky, and all these schools like that are going to be able to have access to kids that they would have never had before just by outbidding Alabama, Georgia, whatnot. But, yeah, to your transfer portal point, that's that's it the you can't build depth and as i think you're going to see it more chaotic throughout the season i mean i just alabama alabama's front line is still pretty good they don't have a quarterback this year which is kind of showing those wounds a little bit more but like alabama doesn't have that two three deep that they've had when they were at their peak and that's that's the difference But okay, struggling with the intermediate passing game, huh? That's where Milrow has been bad. The intermediate passing game, <laughs> he's been he throws a pretty good deep ball, um, from what I've picked up on. Yeah, do we think I don't, I don't think change a quarterback this week? I don't think so. I, I think they're right this week. I think they're gonna. I think, There'll be a quarterback change in the Ole Miss game for sure, but not against South Florida. Okay. You know, they want to break him in, get him some reps. How many true road games has Alabama played under Nick Saban? 17 years. Do y'all know? Do y'all know what number this will be, true road game? Like non-conference? Non-conference true road game. Yeah, yeah, non-conference. Oh, non-conference true road game. I can do it. Non-neutral site. They did none in 07, none in 08, none in 09. I think it's just Texas. They did Texas, and then there's one other, I think. I mean, I I could probably eventually figure it out, but just go for it so we don't waste time. This will be the fourth one. Oh. Oh, they played at Duke. They played at Duke. They've played. Um, was there one at Penn State? I'm trying to it remember. Was, they there played was one Penn at Penn State. State. That's right. Yeah, Penn State at Texas at University of South Florida. Oh, you kind of saw. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was counting South. I said this will be the. Oh, the fourth. Yes, this will be the fourth one. And what are they, a 38-and-a-half point favorite? Is that right? Oh, it's 32. 
they're big. I'd probably I'd probably lay the points. They're 32. Will, you were right. I would lay them. Yep. Nick Saban we'll could lose the loss. <clears throat> okay. Well, I would be reminisced if we didn't really talk about Ole Miss Tulane either. Um, given the fact that most of our fan base um is Ole Miss alumni. So we'll go ahead and start with that one. I mean, the first drive with Trey Harrison was absolutely electric. And then the offensive line, from my perspective, in the first half, like we couldn't get the run game going and we just couldn't figure things out on defense. They were controlling the line of scrimmage. I was scared. I thought we were going to lose at one point. Um, but in the second half, I really didn't get to watch that much because I was kind of helping with the wedding. I did go back and watch the replay um, at the end of the night. And we went on, what, a 30-3 to three run? Is that right? To close the game, ended up covering? Correct. Okay. So, Addison, what was your takeaway from watching the game? Uh, I'll start with the running game. I don't think it's quite as much as the offensive line. Um, I was listening to a guy today, and he said it didn't look like they're – like the line, like everyone was on the same page and really working together. And that seems to be kind of across college football with offensive lines. But I think Tulane and even Mercer some, they, they're – the offensive line is not opening up holes, first of all. I mean, it's, yep. it's all, all a little bit. But I think they've got backers and safeties coming down and shooting the gaps to try and stop the run. Um, and I think that contributes to part of it. Now, that's going to have to be something I think Ole Miss figures out on scheme to mm-hmm. get away from – to avoid. And I think getting um, tied in back will help pre-score eventually. Yeah, I mean, I'm nervous, and it's definitely something to watch, but you can't (sighs) – offensive line play can really (laughs) just vary so much. And last – I mean, I felt like this offensive line is very similar to last year's. Um, And they didn't suck. Like, they were fine. You can just sometimes have a bad game. And that was the first true road game. Um, The whole thing, the whole travel, I think Kiffin talked about that on uh, Monday where he was like just a lot of wasted time and a lot lot of wasted energy with just kind of the whole getting in that visiting routine. I don't know. But um, that could have something to do with it. Uh, Obviously, some of the edge could have been taken off when you hear, oh, their best defensive player and best offensive player is not playing. Like – I don't know. Nat, that's just a human instinct to kind of think, oh, okay, we're fine. And uh, But truth be told, like, usually that is a game that Ole Miss would have lost in previous years. Ole Miss has always been a team that <clears throat> is usually comes out first half strong and kind of folds in the second half when there's any adversity. That And that team was down 10, and Tulane had the ball to go up more, and they found a way and fought back. Um so I'm going to take the positive from that. We'll get the true test in what ten days. We'll know what when we'll know what Ole Miss is in ten days. Tulane's still like they're a solid football team. Oh, they I mean they beat USC, they beat K State last year. You can't take that away from them. Yeah, they're probably yeah, going to they, win. The they game. lost lost pieces from that team, but they're probably um, going under. They're probably winning out from here on out. Yeah, even with their backup quarterback, they're a good mm-hmm. football. I would take they're, uh, uh, they're still a 12 and a half point favorite with their quarterback not playing again versus Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. 
And I believe that game's in Hattiesburg as well. Gross. Uh, we teased this game earlier, um, but Kansas, Illinois, do you have any other thoughts on that, Addison? Um, Kansas looked great. Illinois didn't look very impressive at all. I mean, Kansas offense, especially like when they come out and they're playing script, they have guys wide open all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be a dangerous team in the Big 12 going forward. I don't really have much to say other than I really like Kansas. All right, we'll go ahead and go to the next game. Uh, Will's preseason 11 and no team. Texas Tech played Oregon, and they're now 0-2. I'll let Will start with this one. I'm just not going to talk about this game. <laughs> and, like, I didn't say any of that. Um, guns up still. Guns up. What do they finish? What's their record at the end of the season? God, for my sake, I hope nine and three or better. <laughs> <laughs> Probably seven and five, eight and four, if I had to guess. Five. Okay. Finishing the season in Austin for the farewell tour for Texas. That'll be a fun game. Speaking of Texas, probably the most entertaining game of the the week. We had Texas go into Tuscaloosa and destroy Nick Saban in Milrow. Kind of putting a damper on the dynasty as a whole. In a way, last year I, they were – go ahead, Will. Did, didn't you – did I hear correctly that uh, Galloway neutered his dog? Yes, Galloway did neuter very, It was very fitting that his dog got neutered the same weekend that Alabama's defense got neutered on national TV. <laughs> yep. Dynasty's dead, people. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, I mean, Quinn Ewers is awesome. They should win out going forward. They should. They should win every game left on their schedule. Oh, for sure. Alabama or Texas? Texas? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Oklahoma's looked really good. The Red River rivalry will be be a fun game. But I'd imagine Texas still wins that game. Like, I imagine the line's going to be like nine and a half around there. They probably cover that as well. I I think they kill Oklahoma. I don't think they look good at all. They just because they made just because they made Butch Jones cry doesn't mean I, I mean, don't imagine Oklahoma's um defense is gonna be good enough. Mm-hmm. And hell, and you saw you saw SMU hold them to 26 points. Yeah. It's 28. Same difference. Texas is a complete <laughs> they're better than Oklahoma. I sure. mean, right now, I mean, I know we're two weeks in. But the two teams that look the best to me are Texas and Florida State. No, and then I, I hate to say, but Michigan looks pretty good too. They haven't played anybody, but Michigan looks good. If I had it, if I had a a, a poll, I, I mean, I would have Florida State one, Texas two. I'd have them two, two and three. You're yeah, you're the most biased person on the planet when it comes to Michigan. They're winning the title. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, Arizona, Mississippi State. Um, State needed overtime to beat Arizona. Two bad football teams. They won very controversially, didn't they? It really wasn't. It was ruled a first down, and they went back and looked at it. Yeah, he, he was short. short. He was a little short. Okay. I, um, I think States was played worse than I thought they would, and Arizona played a little bit better. I think it's a mixture of that. Um, I think Arizona had the better quarterback. Will Rogers threw four passes in the game that traveled over 10 yards in the air. 
They're terrified of letting him throw. He's not, he's not a good quarterback. He put up so I many yards for years. He put up a lot of yards because of the system he was in, but he couldn't throw the ball down the field. Slants and screens and receivers would make some plays, and every now and then he he hit a 15-yard pass over the middle of the field. He, he has a little arm. He's weak. And he's just not good. He's accurate, but he's not good at pushing the ball down the field. He just doesn't have the arm talent. You don't know Butch Jones got fired? He did? Yeah. Well, Max just said in the chat that Butch got fired, so I'm Googling it right now. I don't think he did. He's going to get fired. I hope I hope they keep him long enough for that. No, he's not fired. He's not fired. Max with the fake news. Yeah, no, we're good. All right, sorry, continue. Well, that's all I have. Let me go to Utah Baylor. Bad beat if you had Baylor. Yep. I think I picked Baylor on this podcast, but... Bad news, Bears. No, I picked Utah. I picked Utah. They might not make a bowl. Baylor? They'll bounce back a little bit. Well, they're playing Long Island. I'd hope they bounced back this week. <laughs> they'll get, they'll get. I think that I think they'll get it figured out. They'll they'll win six games. I don't think they will. Okay, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Nebraska, Colorado. I mean, everyone was on Colorado. Colorado. Um, yeah, I was Nebraska. Shadir Sanders looks good. He's fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be because their offensive line is bad. They can't run the ball. They're constantly in long passing situations. Um he gets pressure, scrambles, and guys get open and he pounds them. That is essentially their offense. It's yep. lives on explosive plays. We'll see how long that lasts. Eventually that's that's going to expire. They play USC in like two or three weeks, don't they? Yeah. They play Colorado State this week. I mean right. I, I would imagine they're still gonna be able to, you know, beat them handily. They should. They should handle them unless they've just had, you know, this high emotional start and maybe there's a collapse here. Yep. Um, September 30th is when they play. Yeah. I mean, eventually they're going to come back down to earth. And people have been talking about Shadur Sanders or Travis Hunter for Heisman. I mean, you've got – they've got to win nine games to, to do that, and that's yep. little. It would also have to be kind of an RG3 situation where the programs that are contending for a title don't really have a guy that – is putting up the numbers to get the Heisman. Yeah. Agreed. Well, it should be it should be Heisman best player in college. It should football. be. You're right. Travis Hunter, if Travis Hunter plays 140 snaps a game on both sides of the ball and you know has five receptions a game for 80 yards and has you know a couple pass deflections and he ends up in finishing the season with six or seven interceptions like even if they're not the best team in college football, that is quite impressive. And if you can do that on both sides of all throughout a whole season, he might be deserving of going to New York. Yeah, I agree with that. Just based on best player in college football, what it's supposed to be. Because that would be impressive to do that for the entire season. Yep. Moving forward, Notre Dame absolutely annihilated NC State. We talked about that earlier. I have nothing else to add to that. I think Notre Dame's really good, and they're going to give Ohio State a fun game here in a couple of weeks. They're going to kill Ohio State in a couple of weeks. They're that game's at numbers. Notre Dame, isn't it? It is. It's a Notre Dame game. It's at 7 o'clock. Sam Hartman, 
makes Kyle McCord look like Milrow. <laughs> Ohio Notre Dame's going to blow the doors off of them. It's going to look like you're watching Michigan Ohio State. Okay. All right. Easy. Okay. They're frauds. I'm just telling you. Just feel they like I have to like keep you in check so you don't put yourself well, you down. Need, in the well, you need they, to pour another uh, another glass. Yeah, go pour they yourself beat, another glass. They beat the waddling penguins. That they were tied in the second quarter. They beat them 35 to seven. And I have the bottle. No, perfect. <laughs> just start sipping out of the bottle. I'm getting kind of low. <laughs> Maybe for Christmas I'll get you a new one. <laughs> Uh, Texas A&M, Texas A&M, Miami. Uh, Van Dyke for Miami looked really good. A&M's defense looked really bad. Um, also, I didn't see that. I'm going off of box score and what I've heard on podcast. I mean, A&M couldn't stop anything. Their defense looked awful. Yeah. Their offense looked pretty good. Like, they still scored 38 points. Is that right? 33? Yes. 48, 33. I don't know. For some reason, I thought it was like – it was 48 to 33. I thought Miami had 48. Yeah, 48 to 33. Oh, I thought you said 38. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, 48, yeah which is funny because, like, this time last year, it was all Jimbo needs to fix the offense. He needs someone to be calling the plays. Defense was fine. It was okay. Now it's, like, completely reversed. That last year's game was, like, 13 to 10 or something. Yeah, it was, like, 17. watching paint dry. It was awful. 17 to 9. Yeah, Will's uh, Will's secret trick is he can tell you like any college football score that he's ever watched. Not any, but a lot. Anyone, Anyone else love seeing Jimbo get killed? <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, Cole Blue. We all do. I'm glad. I'm glad to see Miami do good. Also, that'll that'll create some intrigue in the ACC this season going forward. Yep. So now you have North Carolina, Miami, and Florida State in the ACC. Three decent teams. I mean, Florida State's probably still going to beat both of them. But I think we all know Florida State is going to run away with that division. I mean, conference. I would not put North Carolina in the same league as Miami. I would put, I would put Duke third. Duke was good. I would put Duke before North Carolina as well. I would too. I, I, Duke's going to give uh, Miami and Florida State fits. Let's not write off Clemson yet either. They'll somehow find a way to win nine games. Well, they early on. At one point, that game was like 17-17 or 20-17, and then all of a sudden it was 63-17. to mm-hmm. Well, I'm still I, – I think they're going to be fine. They probably will. They'll win – They'll win nine games. Yeah. They'll, they'll win, win nine finish. games because the ACC is so freaking easy. The only competition they have is Florida State. Well, and Miami. Miami. And Duke. Duke. Uh They'll beat ACC's got a good conference this season. I can tell you one thing Shane Beamer ain't beating them again. Nope. No. They're no. Bad. They had that game circled. 1,000. That offensive line is atrocious. I was a lot higher going on in South Carolina this year, but they have really disappointed me thus far. I thought they were going to win nine games. I'm bullshit. How bad is Georgia going to maul them this weekend? There are 27. What's the line on that game? I think it's 27. 27 and a half. Mm. Uh, last recap game I had on here, Arkansas struggled with Kent. Arkansas has got problems. Wide receivers are dropping balls. They can't run the ball. Of course, Raheem Sanders was out. Um, they, they just didn't look good. Well, why was he out? 
He's got a knee problem. Knee problem. He's out again this week. He'll be out like two more weeks. Is that right? Mm-hmm. They're hosting BYU. He's got swelling in his knee and stuff. Ooh, that'll be an intriguing matchup, Arkansas and BYU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, BYU. I don't know what they are this year, but I mean, I know their name. They might give them some fits. Might beat them. I think it's a little bit of a fishy line. Eight um, is weird. You're right. Did we miss anything? Any thoughts on the previous week we haven't said? Cole, do you have anything? You came on late. Yeah. um, Overall, I mean, I thought it was a really good week, too. I feel like most early weeks are still kind of Dutch with a bunch of cupcake games, and uh, this week really delivered. I think Texas looked really dominant. Um, Bama, not as dominant as they always do typically look. Um, yeah, I think Texas is their conference to lose in the Big 12. And if they just keep doing what they're doing, they'll find themselves in the playoffs, um, even with a loss. They're not losing. And that really just stood out to me the most, honestly. I mean, for our reps, I thought it was impressive only giving up three points in the second half um, and coming back on the road. You know, even though people may say it's just Tulane, that's a really good Tulane team. Um, good weekend of betting. I was happy. Yep, I've got. I I just remembered. I've got a future on Texas nine and a half wins over. Um, they they passed a big test, so I mean that's looking really good now. Um, barring some major setback, hell freezing over. Uh, I will say, I'm not sure if y'all y'all may have spoken on this. Uh, one of my futures you made me think of it was Tennessee under. And them struggling against their matchup this past weekend kind of made me feel a little bit better about that bet. They did not look that good. Um, and they're having some trouble on some deep balls in their passing game. So something to look forward to as they enter SEC play. Yeah, that's going to be an eye on. That's going to be an interesting game this weekend, Florida, Tennessee. Y'all just jump, jump ahead to that yep. one? Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. So I was going Perfect through second. early week lines, just like I, you know, like I normally do. Line jumped out at me. Tennessee, minus six and a half. I've watched Florida play against Utah. They didn't look good. I haven't watched Tennessee, but I'm thinking Tennessee's a decent team. I wasn't thinking about them struggling this past week, being six to six at one point. And I hit it. I hit Tennessee minus six and a half. I think Vegas might have gotten. I, I, I think they might have gotten. When was the last time Tennessee won in Gainesville? 2003. They didn't win two years ago. That's Kentucky you're thinking of, Addison. It's been since no, the Tennessee. 90s that Kentucky's won in Gainesville, and Kentucky no, broke that streak like two weeks or years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking, he's only a bad team two years ago. Tennessee lost to Florida two years ago. Big. Yeah. Like 30, 38 to 14 or something like that. I think Florida covers six and a half. Okay. It's yeah. it was early two thousands since Tennessee's last one in Gainesville. I want to say it was two thousand three, but I can't remember exactly. Is this game not on here? It should be. I I see it. I'll add it super quickly. Y'all keep talking about it. That can be the first game since we're already talking about it. Yeah, my bad. I don't know how I did no, that. You're you're fine. Keep talking. I got it. Um. Yeah. I, I I'm gonna stick with Tennessee minus six and a half because I've already put money on it but 
Now it's okay. now I'm thinking it's fishy and Florida might cover, but I'm going to stick with Tennessee to cover a touch, a field goal, a touchdown, and an extra point. Yeah, I just uh, I like the over, under? over under is 58 and a half. I think Tennessee blows the doors off of them. I don't think Florida will be able to score on Tennessee's defense. Will in our outline wrote, and I quote, balls, bitch, minus six. <laughs> Feels like 98. I personally will not bet on this game because I see it going either, like y'all said, Tennessee blowing them out or Florida hanging around just because I'm not too confident in Tennessee's passing game right now with Joe Milton. I like I like Florida to cover. I think Tennessee wins. If I were to bet, I would be with you, Thomas. I would give Florida cover, Tennessee wins. Okay. Next game, we have a, a fierce Big Ten matchup. The Penn State and the Lions is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Travel to Illinois. I'll go ahead and start this. I think Illinois covers the 14-and-a-half points. I know they looked bad versus Kansas. I think it's going to be a slower game, and Illinois covers. Not tight. I got Penn State. I, I, I just it's, I think Penn State's more than more than two touchdowns better than Illinois. And 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 I like James Franklin score with six seconds left. <laughs> cover against yeah, West Virginia. That. I, 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 he's not. He may. He may score until the end of the game. So I'm going to go Penn State to cover. I'm probably. I'm. I'm most likely going to play this game. I may put this. I haven't done any of my teasers or anything yet. I, I'm thinking maybe Penn State. Uh, I may do the state teaser. Penn State, Mississippi State, and a teaser together. I have. I have Mississippi State, Illinois as a teaser. Illinois will not be able to score. <laughs> they could both hit. Theoretically, they could yeah, both hit. Yeah, they could. They could. This is by no means my lock of the week. I'm just trying to be controversial. <laughs> I personally think Penn State is going to beat the ever-living shit out of Illinois this weekend, so I will be taking 14 and a half. Uh, and I love the idea of having them in a teaser as well. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to ride with them just because they covered on the last second for me, uh, minus 20 against West Virginia. So, Riding them till they let me down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my coworker just texted me hard to hard to uh, bet against the team with a coach who knows the spread. James Franklin, he knows the line every week. Amen. He plays to cover. All right, moving. Do you ahead. think James Franklin is a betting guy? Nah, I don't. I I think he knows what's going on. Yeah, and I think I when think he's that he sees it as like a competition game. within the game. Like he's like, I want to cover, like because he just wants to win. Yep, yep. Um, this so moving on. Best SEC game. Well, I say that Tennessee Florida should be good. Other SEC game. LSU minus nine and a half at State has been hovering around nine and a half ten. I almost took State at plus ten. But they let me down last week, so I'm hesitant to bet on them again. Um, and I think LSU may may be a little fiery after having a loss already. 
I don't know what to do with this one. It's about exactly kind of where I think it's going to be. Um, I think state backdoor covers. I think this is kind of like a 10 to 14 point game throughout the day. Not going to be the biggest. I mean, I'm really, I'm very low on LSU after what they put out against FSU. And I, yep. I've talked, they quit um, in that second half. So that's something to consider too, is if Mississippi State provides any adversity whatsoever, will they just roll over? I mean, you can give state credit. They 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 aren't talented, but they play extremely hard. Yep. I'm very uh, excited to just have this game on in the background at the Grove. I'll put it that yeah. way. I'm not like super excited to watch it. And I do agree with Will. I this is a backdoor cover game for me. LSU's in control. It's never in doubt, but state finds a way to cover at the end. I kind of like the under as a play here. Yep. Because um the three three five. I think is going to give LSU a little bit of trouble. And then, I mean, like, Will Rogers threw the ball four attempts over 10 yards last week against Arizona. Is that going to be better against LSU? Are they just going to come out slinging the rock around? I I really like the under here. And I, that's that's probably going to be in a teaser because I get nervous about over-unders sometimes. But I'll tease that up to uh, right at 60, 60 and a half. I've yet to bet on an over under this year. Um, one or two. I haven't done many, but I think I like that under in a teaser for sure. And I might play that under this weekend. That may be my, my favorite, favorite to, bet on. to have something on it. Root for defense. I kind of am the opposite. I don't know why. I think it's going to be a high scoring game, and I don't have a reason behind it. I just feel like you have those certain matchups in the SEC, they're always wacky. Like Ole Miss and Arkansas is always a messed up game. I feel like LSU and State is one of those games that's always just wacky and weird stuff happens. So I'm going a big. I got a text. Ole Miss State might be lock of the week. Teasers. Tease together. I thought about that one too. Just like last week? Yeah. Yeah, just like last week. I may play that, play that until it loses for me this season. Why not? As this – I guess we're rolling into Ole Miss Georgia Tech now. As uh, this line's moved down to 18 and a half? Yep. I'm looking at it right now. It started at 18 and a half, and then it went up to 20 and a half, and then it went back down to 18 and a half. Mm. I like Ole Miss. I I love Ole Miss here. Has, has Georgia Tech only played last weekend? Is that – No, they, their first game was versus Louisville. And they barely lost. George Tech may be improved from last season. They're definitely improved. Kiffin even said in the press conference, which he's not going to say they're not improved, but he mentioned that they were improved as well. Will's going to be a Debbie Downer. Go for it, Will. Not necessarily a Debbie Downer. I think Ole Miss is in control this entire game. But got to think that – this game's pretty much not – we don't – Ole Miss is not going to lose this game. So, they're going to be more conservative. Kiffin is friends with Brent Key, and I don't think he has the desire to beat them 70 to nothing. Well, last year he beat them, what, 41 to nothing? Brent well, Key, wasn't, Brent the Key wasn't the coach. Brent uh, Key was – I didn't know if they had a coaching change. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jeff Collins was fired midseason. Uh, Brent Key promoted – 
Wasn't uh, he fired after the Ole Miss game? Interim promoted yeah. to head coach. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But um, this has – I just said it with Mississippi State one, but this has backdoor cover written all over it. Okay. Ole Miss, Ole Miss is up by 20, 24, and Georgia Tech covers towards the end. I don't I, think they're going to – I think I they're going to – how our defense played in the second half last week. Um, and some of the players had comments about, you know, that comeback, you know, they kind of – he thought it made the defense better, united them more. They're playing better together now. Um, I, I just don't know if Georgia Tech's going to score enough points to cover this. I think Ole Miss has a little bit of a bounce back on the offensive side, and I think defense is stout enough to uh, not allow Georgia Tech to score enough to cover this. Two questions. Is there an update on – Trey Harris and Zachary Franklin. They both will not be playing this weekend. I, I, don't, I don't know. How close is Zachary to being back or to being good to go? Apparently he was in like um, a non-contact jersey on practice today, but didn't really participate that much. I would like to think he'd surely be back for Alabama. I hope. Uh, it doesn't sound crossed. like Harris played for Alabama. Harris may not back, be back until Arkansas. Yep. Which, Tough. Great timing. Don't you love it? Yeah. I'm old. All right. Moving forward, Kansas State is traveling to um, SEC, I say in quotes, uh, Missouri. Uh, they are four-point favorite. Honestly, this line could be eight, and I would still take Kansas State. This line could be 10, and I would think about taking Kansas State. This is my lock of the week. I have, I I labeled it Kansas State decapitates Missouri. Okay, can be like thirty point. I mean, this game was like forty to twelve last year, and Kansas State's better and Missouri's worse. I agree, Will. I lean Kansas State. I mean, I I don't really have much to say about it. It opened as Kansas State as a one point favorite. That's wild. Okay. Interesting. I kind of think uh, unders the play in the Georgia Tech will miss game. 63 and a half. I like that a lot. Tease that. A lot, of, a lot of points. All right. Well, we all pick Kansas State, so Missouri is going to win. Okay. Moving forward, we got South Carolina is a 27 and a half point dog at Georgia. Over under set at 54 and a half. Cole Blue, you want to start? Yeah. Um... Was it, what game last year to Georgia? That was a Missouri game they struggled with, right? It was at Missouri, but yes, correct. Yeah, at Missouri. Um, I think, you know, I think Georgia's going to – it's not going to be a game, much of a game. I can see South Carolina maybe scoring a touchdown at the end to backdoor. Kind of leaning – I'm going to go with Georgia covering this. I think they've struggled on offense the past couple of weeks, and they're going to maybe get it together a little bit. Um and then South Carolina, they just – I mean, they're just an okay team. Um, nothing spectacular. So, I want to go with Georgia to cover. Georgia's defensive line is going to have an absolute field day this weekend. So, yeah, I think Georgia covers. I think Georgia also takes a little while to get going, though. I'm going to go against you three. I'm going to say South Carolina backdoors this. Okay. You see, to backdoor it, it involves South Carolina having to score, and I don't think that's going to happen at all. This has like 42 to 3 written all over it to me. I like that. 
Just like last year, huh? It was something. I think it was like 41 to 7. I mean, it was it's gonna be like that again. I don't know if Georgia's I mean, I don't know if Georgia's gonna score that many. I don't think that I mean, I don't think they'll try. I think they'll just turn it all around, handball, mall. We'll see. This game's interesting to me. This is a yep. really interesting game. I agree. Minnesota play some defense, plus seven and a half at North Carolina. Did y'all see where North Carolina fans were making threats in the NCAA? Yes, I did see that. And the NCAA That's a great article. Blaming Matt Brown for it. Yeah, they're a bunch of clowns. NCAA is the joke. Um, wow, I see two picks y'all typed in. I guess I shouldn't ruin it. Um, I'm going to take UNC to cover here. Mm. Upset. I I don't know enough about these teams. Uh, I'm going to go with Minnesota. I, I hate it, but I'm going UNC. That's back-to-back games I'm against everyone else. I don't know. I just like Minnesota to cover this game. I still think UNC wins, but UNC, after another week of watching South Carolina, like the game just looks more and more unimpressive to me. I still think North Carolina wins again. Minnesota isn't a great team. They struggled versus Nebraska. You can argue Nebraska should have won that game. But, yeah, I still, I'm still going to Minnesota to cover. I don't think they win like Will. I'm getting text that UNC is a great tee spot. Great T spot for UNC. UNC minus one and a half. Yep. Give me the play. Are we a teaser podcast? Because that's what it sounds like at this point. <laughs> we do have teasers. Cole's a, Cole's a three team, 10 point teaser. And uh, I think the rest of us are six point, two team yep. teasers. Yep. All be. I've done is six point, two team teasers this year. Oh, well, I stand corrected. I thought, well, I guess last year you used, you liked the 10 point ones, though, didn't you? Play more of those? Mm, no, not necessarily. I did right whenever you taught me how teasers work, but then I started doing the two-team. Perfect. I would do the three-team and combine like a basketball game randomly, and then I'd get really screwed. So. <laughs> I did a three-team teaser week one. I might do one this week just for fun, you know? It's just money. Yeah, it's just money. All right, well, you want to intro this one for us? Alabama's fourth true road game in 17 years at a conference, non-conference road game. Yeah. Alabama's going to cover easily. I don't think there's a, a lot of time on this. I agree. I think I think angry Alabama covers. Yep. I don't want to be the team that plays Alabama after they lose still. So I'm glad we get a buffer. Did y'all see? I saw this came up, and I don't know how old it hold how old it is when it was from, but it was Nick Saban was talking about. Um, he got to go to one of his, I guess, grandson's basketball games, and he's like ten years old, and he like missed a lot, missed an open layup, or got fouled on a layup, and like started like saying something to the other player. I don't know. He got teed up, and so after the game, Saban was talking to him. He was like. You know, like, you know, gave him like this speech about, you know, keeping your cool, having composure. So, sure, he said he gave him like a five minute great coach speech to his grandson. Uh, grandson sat there for a second and goes, 
How many headsets have you broken on the sideline this season? <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I guess we can talk a little bit about drama in college football. Washington minus 16 and a half at Michigan State. Um, over under 55 and a half. You've seen, you see this happen with teams in the middle of the season where their coach gets fired. And uh, they, this one's going to be a little different, I think, where they come out and they play fired up. Like inspired, you know, yeah. Inspired football. I don't think that's this. I think that it's a colossal mess over there as well. I think there's like no inspiration speech you can give that's going to distract them from what's actually going on. Yeah. Washington's going to cover the line. I agree. And I, I think what they're doing with Mel Tucker is really messed up. Do we but, have a coup? Do we have a coup to fire with calls? Huh? I mean, all from what I've read is it's all BS and consensual and yeah, really disappointing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say an opinion either way because you're biased. You just don't know what's going on. I'm just really taking fact that they're getting drugged through the mud again. They just can't keep it in their pants in East Lansing, it seems like. Because well, even even if, just being honest, like even if it is like she is ha- having false accusations and it was consensual, the fact that he's having phone sex with someone you've hired to come and talk about this type of stuff with your team. It's pretty messed up. The whole situation's messed up, right, wrong, indifferent, whatever. Washington covers easily. The The situation is very icky. Yep. No winners in it. Everyone's a loser. Michigan State's a loser. Mel Tucker's a loser. And the woman's a loser who has built her career on sexual assault. That's what she talks about. That's what she was hired to do is preach to the players about sexual assault because she endured a sexual assault 15 or whatever some odd years ago. And now it does seem evidence suggests she was in having a relationship with Mel Tucker. There's money trails and donations to her philanthropy gifts. There's multiple phone calls between the two. Lasting like 30 minutes or longer. Yeah. This one phone call in question was 36 minutes. And she says she was so disturbed by what Mel Tucker was saying, she could not hang up the phone. Yeah, that's just bullshit. I'm sorry. Yeah. So the whole situation is icky. It's a he say, she say. There's a university at the middle of it. There's young men, a college football team at the middle of it. So no one wins in this. And But what I hate about it is I don't like people – I don't know if this should come out with the university and fire him for something that happens in his personal life. He says she says situation. Now it's gotten too big. They don't have a choice. But I don't know. To me, it's just like that's their personal life. You know, if he's having a relationship with this woman, et cetera, should we should we be the ones investigating it as a university? 
If she's going to make claims, shouldn't the police be investigating it? That's what I don't, I don't like the university leading an investigation and then calling it Title IX. That's what I don't like from Michigan State side. Either way, I digress. Big Washington's going to cover? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All that to say that. All that to say, Washington covers 16 and a half. Michigan State's just not good on top of everything else. Will, if Michigan State was good, would there have been a cover-up? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so there's a little bit of a coup to fire our head coach. Without yes. with calls to save a ton of money because they because they made a poor financial decision. Correct. Which right. is moving so messed forward, up. Moving forward. <laughs> um in this a rivalry game, Pittsburgh versus West Virginia, isn't it, it called is. backyard brawl? Backyard it is. brawl. It was a great game last year. It was. It's my favorite what if scenario in college football history. You want to explain? If Pat McAfee didn't miss two chip shot field goals, which would have thus in turn put West Virginia in the national title game, thus they would have beaten Ohio State too. They were okay. better. Right. So Rich Rod would have won a national title at West Virginia, probably not taking the Michigan job. So that just kind of sets a whole different. Yeah, but then you want to have Jim Harbaugh right now. Think Les Miles goes to Michigan. Does. Nick Saban jumped back to LSU after a year. Like, just a fun what if. But West Virginia's terrible. Pitt's terrible. This is a terrible game outside of the fact it's rivalry. But I think West Virginia is worse than Pitt. So, give me Pitt. I was a little bit impressed with West Virginia against Penn State. The fact that Penn State had to backdoor, had to backdoor cover it. Until, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Actually, I'm going to go West Virginia here. I'm going to go Mountaineers. I'm going West Virginia solely because of that home and their home environments look incredible. So, and revenge factor from last year. I'm also going West Virginia. Didn't West Virginia win last year? Nope. How about Pitt won? They Pitt won 38 31. I saw that score today. I, think so I must have had was the spread like eight. Or seven and a half. It was something wacky because whatever I, I, I whoever I took lost. I had West Virginia and they covered. So it must have been seven and a half or eight. That's what I was thinking. I've always wanted to go to a home game at West Virginia. I want to go. Be fun. Podcast field trip to West Virginia. Let's do it. Gross. You're going, Will, and you're going to like it. Well, great. They're in the Big 12 now, so riveting matchups against Iowa State and Arizona back in one of those weeks. Um, going, moving forward, back to the SEC and the Big 12, I guess. BYU plus 8.5 at Arkansas, over under 47.5. I'm staying away from this game. I have no idea. I'm staying away from it, too. Arkansas has been bad. I mean, I, I don't know. BYU is like – has a real football team, I guess. I'm going to say BYU covers. I think I would go with that if I were to bet on this game. I'm going to stay away with it with actual money. but I'm not actually betting on this game, but given the fact that Arkansas can't run the rock and go in BYU, Arkansas is yeah. going to win. Yeah. 
That's a great point. But it's going to be like a six point, four to six points around there. Give me the piggies to cover. They murdered them last year. This game's in Fayetteville. I have no rhyme or reason, but neither of these teams blow me away. But who yeah. blows you away, Will? Uh, well, that would be the Michigan Wolverines. And who do they play this week? Uh, the Bowling Green Falcons. And what's this? We all play somebody already. <laughs> Forty and a half. Hey, Michigan has a uh, a Big Ten game next week against Rutgers. Congratulations! Is this Jim Harbaugh's coming back party. Yep. No, oh, next oh. week. Okay. You can wear your Harbaugh jersey. Uh, I will be in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, watching the dynasty get its last final breath in. Well, I'll be there with you, but I'm talking about on the pod next week. Are you going to wear your Michigan jersey? I may. That's a good idea. Who knows? How much would the game suspension get reduced if, let's say, Michigan was playing Penn State week four? Would have it been a three-game suspension at that point? Well, it already is a three-game suspension. suspension. But to answer your question – if we played Penn State week one, the suspension would somehow just go in effect week two, if that's what you're asking, like any other sane program would do. So it's not really a suspension for moral. It's more just a look at us. We're doing the right thing. They're the right way, guys. They don't do anything wrong. A New New Orleans sports fan is not trying to talk to me about morals. (laughs) Fair point. <laughs> All right, Cole, you want to take us around the horn with the NFL before we do our teasers and locks? Oh, you got to give me a second first. Should we do the locks and then do the teasers so I don't have to listen to that because I don't give two shits about the NFL? Nope, you're listening. Mm-hmm. You're going to like it. Well, let's go. Let's do, do our teasers and locks first. Yeah. Wrong team favored. You want to get a wrong team favored? Let's start there. I got to make some locks and teasers. Um, I got a wrong team favored, right. I think. I it? do too. UL Monroe. Okay. Well, your wrong team favorite is my underdog pick. So you go ahead, Will. Uh, the Dukes of James Madison are a three point dog to the Troy Trojans. Good pick. Good pick. JMU wins outright. Addison has my wrong team favorite. I think James Madison wins this game too. I don't have one. Sorry, guys. It's okay. My teaser is uh, Mississippi State plus 15 and a half and Illinois plus 20 and a half. I thought about doing Ole Miss, but I figured we'll diversify our portfolio and keep it a little bit outside of Mississippi this week. Kansas State, Missouri lines moved to three and a half. You going to take it? Hmm. Mm. I'm gonna take what it. is Vegas, what does Vegas know that we don't? Everything. Yeah, literally. Thomas, I agree with those two games, but I would flip it and do the Penn State side of that teaser. I'll definitely That's be doing that. Fair. Okay, we'll move forward to our 401k locks of the week. Will, you mentioned yours earlier. You want to mention it again? You're on mute, buddy. Oh, am I? No, No. K-State does sadistic things to Missouri. 
Yep. I've got a wrong team favor. Did y'all do this one? Go yeah, but go back. Just go shout it. Syracuse minus yep. two and a half at Purdue. Purdue should be favored. I like Purdue. Line should be flipped. I didn't I see really, that one. That's a good one. I really thought about taking Kansas State here, but I decided to take Wisconsin as a 19 and a half point favorite versus Georgia Southern. They're coming off a loss that they probably internally think they should have won, and they're going to be ready to play, you know? So I like Wisconsin to cover the 19 and a half versus Georgia Southern. I'm going to do Purdue in a teaser. Another teaser. I got to have a lock of the week. Dang. I'll come back to that. Okay. I'm going to go with Maryland minus 14 over Virginia. I'll tell you what, lock of the week. Notre Dame minus 34 and a half hosting Central Michigan. I'm locking it in right now. I don't like it. You love it. It's your lock. Yeah, I got to go with it. All right, Cole. Let's talk about the NFL. Well, NFL's back, as we all saw. A lot of interesting things happened week one. Uh, Start off, Lions got that win, took the money line. It's Chiefs. the offense looked good. Chiefs a little shorthanded without Kelsey out there. Uh, and Kadarius Tony probably had the most hilarious game <laughs> of all of week one. Uh, Browns demolished the Bengals. Didn't watch any of that, but uh, seems like they just handed them pretty good. Uh, Nico Collins had a good breakout from the Texans, but the Ravens were just too much. Though they lost their starting running back for the year. Um, Bucks was a surprising game. I had Vikings minus four in that game. Uh, Baker Mayfield started off 1-0 with the team. Uh, the Falcons ended up with a win. Um, gets a new young Panthers team and Bryce Young. Uh, 49ers looked dominant. Had the Steelers kind of wondering, Kenny Pickett still the answer down there? Or up there in Pittsburgh. Mm. Sean Payton's Broncos uh, ended up losing by a point uh, due to ex-NFL, I mean, Saints kicker Will Lutz mixing an extra point and field goal. Um, half of their team is old bench players for the Saints. So kind of interesting to see what will happen if Russell Wilson will bounce back. Um, my Saints had a solid week on defense, now allowing a touchdown, uh, barely winning by a point. Got to get the offense rolling a little bit more, but liking where we were with Derek Carr. Eagles, Patriots, interesting. Best game of the week was Dolphins and Chargers by far. Just two offensive firepower. Stark Hill took control of that game. Um, also had Bears money line against the Packers. That was nowhere close to happening. Bears killed the Bears. Our Packers killed the Bears. Cowboys killed the Giants. Giants looked god-awful in that game. And then probably the best, or not best, but most shocking news was Aaron Rodgers' drive of fame. Um, and he's out for the year. Yep. But they got the win with our savior, Zach Wilson. I was really excited to watch Aaron Rodgers. Just him coming out of the tunnel with the American flag. You got the spotlight on him, the team surrounding him. He does his little handshake with Sauce Gardner. It looked like it was going to be a perfect night in New York. Um, the most insane thing sucks. to that game is the DraftKings promo of yeah. Aaron yeah. Rodgers just needed a yard yep. of passing. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. 
forward to a good week too. Uh, got some solid matchups, and we'll recap it briefly next week. So, awesome. I mean, sir. Penn State minus eight and a half, Florida State minus 20. Love it. Take it. I did it. Good. I did it. Okay. Awesome. Who does Florida State play? Uh, Boston College. And they're terrible, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Who they almost lose to? Holy Cross or some team Holy like that? Cross. Holy Cross gave them a game. All right, Will, you want to bring us home? I feel like this needs to be rotated more. Nope. Well, apparently we had some more viewers than we have in your, in weeks past. Like, what was the final numbers from last week, Thomas? We had uh, 100. We just under 100. We had 100. Just under 100. Just under 100. So to the to the dozens of you, <laughs> the, specifically, what's 12 times? It'd be nine. You're supposed to be the nine dozen of you. Subscribe, like, share, repost, put us on your social media if you enjoy our idiocracy and histrionics, and help yes. us get our viewership up. Amen. We'll see we you next week. More for ourselves than we do for y'all, but we like that people actually listen. Also. We do. Thank y'all for listening.